The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by... Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 63. This is our second episode in our series on Unpacking the Secret, and today we're going to continue on the philosophical underpinnings of the idea that uh, your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. And today we're going to talk about the difference between thoughts and beliefs. If you watch The Secret or listen to the audio from a couple episodes ago, you heard that thoughts become things. But does that exactly correlate to the things that you think about whether, you know, on a conscious level or is there something deeper? Is there something more consistent underneath all of your conscious thoughts? And the answer is of course, yes. And we're going to unpack that a little bit today and uh, maybe get into some troubleshooting and tips and tricks if you will. As always, I hope you enjoy and you learn something new, and let's get started and have some fun. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode on some of the philosophical uh, ideas behind the secrets and the law of attraction. Uh, we're going to continue in that vein in the second episode of the series. And uh, next week, we will also be talking more about the philosophy behind it. Um, this week, I want to talk about, you know, as I said in the intro, there's there's an idea that we discussed last week, and it's in the secret that thoughts become things. Your life is a perfect reflection of your thoughts. And I believe I said last week that, you know, I've always said your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. And there's a way, you know, if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. And that is one of the most true statements ever, (laughs) because it is how life works, that your life, think about it, just, it's one of those statements, you have to pause and slow down to think about it. Your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. That statement is loaded, right? It's kind of a bold statement. It's one of those like, okay, so the bad, the good, the things that my health, my even the way I look, yes. Look, if you if you really want to get down to some of the more mystical aspects of this stuff, if you want to learn how to walk on water, if you want to learn how to do miracles, you want to learn how to whether it's, you know, there's different ideas out there about what humans are capable of. But if it's trans relocating or shape shifting or, you know, hiding your appearance or disappearing, like those, everything is vibration. Everything is energy. And consciousness, your consciousness specifically, your I amness is a particular vibration. Yet your body and everything about you physically is. Uh, controlled by vibration. And I've been recently listening to, I believe his name is Aaron Cameron uh, with G3, the Q360 Club in uh, Malibu, California. I've been listening to some of the stuff. He's got a few podcast episodes that he's a guest on. And uh, 
I may end up he- uh, seeing if he'd be on this uh, on the New Age Christianity podcast because he he has dedicated his life to understanding frequency. He's dedicated his life to understanding how frequency does cr- it creates everything. And everything is energy. Quantum physics tells us this. And this is not new information. It's just new how we are learning how to apply it. And it's in the law of attraction and in the universal laws of vibration um, and all the other universal laws like this statement that your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. Again, if anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. So obviously... Your life is not a perfect reflection of your conscious thoughts. Agree or disagree, right? Have you ever consciously thought about being a millionaire? And are you necessarily a millionaire? Have you ever consciously thought, holy crap, like, oh my gosh, I'm so, oh, just kill me now. This is so boring, right? And then did you die? No, right? So conscious thoughts are, they are, they are a vibration, by all means, this is not to say that they don't matter, and this is not to say that they don't have power. But clearly, your life is not a perfect reflection of the things that you consciously think. And the secret, they do a pretty good, you know, it's kind of funny, but uh, they do a good job of kind of pointing this out, that that uh, in, the, in the case they talk about the time delay, and we'll get there in a minute, but uh, where they talk about this guy, they have this this part of the video where this guy's sitting in his recliner and he gets some junk mail and there's a there's some junk mail about a trip to Africa and there's a picture of an elephant and they're making the point like clearly your mind it doesn't immediately create reality and in this case he's looking at a picture of an elephant and then suddenly there's an elephant in his room right that's not how it works if you've ever wished that somebody would you know just you know <laughs> roll over and die or whatever like you didn't kill them with your thoughts right you didn't become a millionaire with your thoughts you didn't do anything positive or negative just with your conscious thought now that is true on one level now there's another layer to this that if you're familiar with and maybe you've never heard of uh, Bruce Lipton and epigenetics epigenetics is a field of study that science is becoming more and more familiar with in the idea or in the truth that your genetic makeup is actually affected by external uh, vibrations more than they previously thought it was kind of this idea for years in genetics that well you are what your genes say like so your genes will tell you how old you're going to be and whether or not you're going to have cancer and they're realizing there are elements in your dna that have these markers but they get turned on and off like light switches right and so epigenetics is in short the reality that there are things you can do to turn genetic markers on and off cancer you can turn on or you can turn it off uh you know being overweight you can turn it on or turn it off the thyroid problems on or off and i would go so far and i and i don't think epigenetics would say this officially but i think there's probably some scientists out there who also have a spiritual component to themselves that would say if we can learn how to turn on brown hair versus blonde hair or you know, uh, six, three versus six, 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 or I mean, heck even male versus female. Like the idea that you are genetically predetermined to be X, Y, and Z with no ability to change it. That is not the reality. I believe 
of the fact that consciousness holds an I amness vibration in your body that manifests itself as you. And so you have a conscious vibration of what you are. But if you learn how to manipulate the conscious vibration and you can change the frequency at which you vibrate, I do believe you can become lighter than water and walk on it, or you can trans relocate, or you can change the color of your hair, or you can grow back a limb or all these different things. If you've ever heard of, you know, if you've, if you've stayed in the Christian world long enough, and especially the more charismatic and Pentecostal side of things, the idea that, you know, of miracles still happening, it's a thing. I've, I have seen them. I have received them. I have performed them. I've taught others how to do them and how to receive them. There's a, there's a skill to learning how to receive miracles. Miracles are a thing. Where do you think, where do you think they come from? Do you think it is just magic or do you think that everything in the universe has laws that it operates under and that there are ways in which God or the universe or source has created things to work. And when a so-called miracle takes place, it's actually not a miracle. It is simply a law being observed and manipulated and worked with. And I would say in the case of, let's say, changing your hair from brown to red, for instance, it is, there's obviously you can use dye, but like to do it spiritually, to change that and turn on that genetic marker to change the color of your hair through you know, someone's, oh, it's, it's faith, it's a miracle, it's prayer, whatever. Yes, it's all of those things, and it's also epigenetics. Epigenetics is simply the turning on and off of genetic markers. And it is, it goes against uh, a, few gener- a few generations of genetic science, genetic research, that have thought that these things were predetermined. And it basically says you can turn things on and off. You can change the, if you change the environment, you can change the genes. And so just because your grandma and your great grandma and your great, great grandma and your mom and your sisters all have breast cancer doesn't mean you do too, right? There is genetic dispositions and there's certainly an energetic vibration to growing up in a home where your mom told you that you were going to have breast cancer your whole life. And so if that's the case and you believe it and you don't do some work on it, that gene will very likely be turned on. But even then, it's not a one-to-one scenario. There's, when it comes to beliefs and when it comes to the vibration of beliefs, there are millions of micro-beliefs and micro-expressions of thought that in, interplay with each other. And so, you know, again, don't worry about one belief. It's not a one-to-one ratio. Oh, I've, I've believed for X, Y, and Z, or I, I, I had a problem here believing for, for wealth or health or whatever. Well, there's a lot of other things that play into it. It's okay. Calm down. This is the truth of epigenetics in that your primary source of external uh, influence on your genes is your own vibration. Yes, it can also be influenced by the food you eat. It can be influenced by uh, unseen energies around you, like microwaves or cell phones or whatever. It can be influenced by other people's energy towards you. If somebody hates you and is powerful enough in their hate, I mean, that actually is a thing. That's where demons come from. That's where, uh, that is where, you know, curses happen. 
that there is the potential of other people's thought energy and vibration coming against you, but your primary source is your own vibration. It is your own thought, and it's obviously not your conscious thought. Nobody consciously thinks, well, that's maybe not true, but most people don't consciously think, I have cancer, I have cancer, I want cancer, I want cancer, right? But there's a subconscious reality. And so the question is, where does that come from? So according to Bruce Lipton, and I don't know, honestly, I don't know where he gets this number. He teaches that essentially 95% of what you believe or uh, 95% of who you are is subconscious and only 5% is conscious. I've heard other people say 93%, 97%, somewhere in there. Point is, most of who you are and what you think is subconscious. Uh, one of the stats that I heard when I was taking a class on how to change your beliefs is they said that you know your, your conscious mind can process, I think it was something like 10,000 bits of information a second, um, or it was a minute or something like that. And your subconscious mind can process 40 million. And it was, it was something like literally 4 million times more powerful that your subconscious mind can process. And they can prove this through hypnotism that they can literally hypnotize somebody who was at an event 20 years ago and ask if they saw you know, what they saw. And they can actually, with more clarity and more detail, your subconscious mind is, is processing stuff way faster than your conscious mind can ever keep up with. And you remember every face you've ever seen, right? So that's one of the things they've done is like, they'll hypnotize people. Have you ever seen this person? Yes, I saw this person at this place at this, you know, at this time 20 years ago. And it's true. And their conscious mind has never, has never known that there's no way that they would have known it, but their subconscious mind does. So your subconscious mind is super duper uber powerful. And it has a storage unit for memory and for facts that seems unlimitless as far as we know, or limitless, unlimited. That's the word <laughs> unlimitless. That's, that's not a word. So li- unlimited uh, storage, as far as they can tell for your subconscious mind. And here's the thing. Your subconscious is the real program of who you are, right? It's huge. It's super powerful. And it is so subconscious, you're not aware of it, that the reality is, is that there's a reason that when people try to quit smoking, they can't. There's a reason that when you want to try to change a behavior or you want to, you, you don't realize that you are a programmed individual. Think of yourself as a computer. You have an operating system. I'll speak for myself. I have an operating system called Austin. That operating system was programmed when I was a child. And and essentially 100% of that program is completed on the subconscious level by the time you're about seven or eight years old, right? It's learning how to talk, learning how to walk, learning what to think, how to communicate. You learn, you know, if you're, if you learn how to treat men and women, because obviously you typically have a mother and father in the room or in the, in your household, uh, you learn how to treat animals. You learn how, what to do with taking out the trash and how to, how to clean dishes. And you, you learn these things. I'll never forget when I realized I had my first roommate 
and I realized that there was another way to do dishes, right? Or there was another way to pack a dishwasher. <laughs> like there was another way to do laundry. There was another way to handle scheduling things. Like when you, when you, whether it's a, a romantic interest or just a right basic roommate or whatever, like when you first encounter that, that person that you didn't grow up with and you share a home with them, it is fascinating to realize, wait a minute, there's other ways to do all of these things that I just thought, well, everyone loads the dishwasher this way, right? It's because you were programmed. And that also, by the way, includes your religious beliefs and includes obviously the language that you speak and how you view the world. It includes so many micro expressions of perspective and micro expressions of what is true and how to do things and so on and so forth. And you receive essentially 100% of that programming by the time you're seven. Even if some of it hasn't been activated yet, but you know, the things like a, how to be an adult, how to make, how to budget money, how, what, how, what, what your relationship with money is, what kind of driver you become, everything like that. Like you learn that stuff on a subconscious level. Seven-year-olds aren't paying attention to how people drive, but their subconscious is, right? If you were hypnotized and you were asked, you know, what road trip you took on what day, you know, back, um, you know, so I was born in 1981. So, okay, Austin, um, on... July 8th, uh, 1987, you know, where, where did the, via, you know, where did your parents take you? And if you were hypnotized, you were, oh, I went by this store and I went by this and we went to the grocery store and we came back and then we had, you know, you would know that because your subconscious mind is that powerful and that vast. And that is the part of you that is really running your life. So Bruce Lipton explains this in, a, in, in so many different ways, but the biology belief, he's also got another book called The Honeymoon Effect, which is really a really good book. Um, but there's a few teachings that he has that you can find on YouTube. I have one of my favorites of his uh, is up on the website. And, in, and it basically explains that you, the reason that people have a hard time changing their life, the reason people have a hard time changing their behaviors or improving them themselves is because it's their subconscious program and your program, you know, you can only consciously put in will, right? And they've proven this too, that, that your free will to, okay, I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to smoke. Do you realize that there is a, there's a bandwidth, there's a limit to how powerful your will is. And the more that you have to the more that you have to use it throughout the day, that bandwidth gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then finally, you don't have any free will. That's why it's really, it's so much easier to, you know, if you're on a diet, for instance, and you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to eat right. You get to lunch. I'm going to eat right. You're using your free will up. And by the time you get home for dinner and you're exhausted, you've had a long day and you didn't yell at your coworkers and you didn't respond to that email and you've didn't eat the bad food and that. By the time you get home, you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to have some ice cream, right? It's not because you're a bad person and you're a weakling. It's because literally will is a finite resource. It's like gasoline. It can get used up. And then what are you left with? You're left with the program, right? There's a reason that you ate ice cream instead of randomly going wild rabid, becoming a rabid wolf and eating your pet 
right? It's not that there's nothing underneath your will to save you. It's that what's underneath your will and all that conscious effort is that you actually have a program. So you want to change your diet? You want to change how you eat? And you want to not have to rely on your will? Change the program. You want to change your life and your relationship with money and how you how you make decisions at work and not have to rely on the finite resource of your will and your mental acuity? Change the program. The program is the subconscious autopilot of your life. And when you're stressed, when you run out of will, when you're asleep, when you're reacting from your gut, It's your program that is actually the thing creating your life. It's the thing that's actually making the decisions for you. Your conscious mind, you know, using the numbers that we were talking about earlier, your conscious mind is essentially 5%, right? If you're a computer, then the program is the soft, all of the software underneath the, the facing, the, the, the things that face your screen, right? So uh, right now I'm recording a podcast and I've got an auto, auto, good grief, audio recording program up and I've got a, a video camera and a video recording program and then I'm seeing the desktop of my screen. But underneath all of that is so much that makes the audio program work and the camera work and the, and the lights come on on the screens. The screens themselves have firmware that tells it where to put the colors and the, and the computer itself is processing all sorts of other stuff underneath what I'm physically doing on the front. What I'm doing on the front is a fraction of what the computer's really doing right now, right? That is your life. Your conscious mind is a, is 5%, 120th of what your life is really doing on a regular basis. So here's the dirty little secret, and it's not much of a secret if you've been listening. You want to change your life? Change the program, right? You were programmed when you were a kid, and your life is a perfect reflection of that program. Now, if it's conscious thought is the thing that's maybe 5%, and subconscious thought is the 95%. The question then gets asked by, I, I know for me, I was like, okay, so I heard this, I, I understand it, I, I can relate to it. I, I We can all relate to it. Our conscious minds not having the power to get the job done, right? To change our lives. So, okay, how do I do this? What do I, what do, I do to change my subconscious mind? That seems like hypnotism seems a bit scary because I'd sure have to trust the person doing it if you've ever seen people get hypnotized and then the person doing it says, you know, when you when I snap my fingers, you're going to act like a dog, that's scary, right? Opening up your consciousness to somebody else's manipulation is not something that I'm ready, that I, that I willingly do on a regular basis. I have to trust you with my life because that's literally what, I, what it is. It is my life that you're holding in your hands, my I am-ness, my consciousness through something like hypnotism. Um, there are lots of other real ways in which you get programmed. Lots of other ways, not just hypnotism, in which your subconscious mind can be affected. But uh, for me, um, that is one of the things that I uh, 
I launched out on in years ago, a couple, a few years ago, 2017. So it's 2020. So three years ago now, I kind of dedicated my time and my life to figuring out how to change my subconscious beliefs and realizing that because that is my program, because, and then understanding the law of attraction, everything is vibration, the tuning forks and all that stuff, that the if I wanted to change my life, I, my life, I couldn't just, I didn't want to just rely on mantras and having to consciously catch my thoughts and change my thoughts with all of this effort and hard work because most of the time your program is working against you, right? And so I found some tools that um, help get helped me get straight to my subconscious. And those tools, um, and you can go look them up, you know, it's, it's things like Psyche. Uh, there's uh, neuro-linguistic programming. There is uh, hypnotism. There are different ways to get to your subconscious mind. I prefer Psyche. There's uh, another There's another one out there called Splunkna that I've, I've heard about. There's um, EF, uh, there's tapping. If you've never heard of tapping, um, I know I have, my mother is currently learning quantum touch and then there's prayer. There is meditation. There's, there's praying in tongues. There's lots of ways to manipulate the subconscious mind to start believing different things to create a different life, right? Jesus says, when you pray, believe that you have what you've asked for and it shall be given to you. He's flat out telling you that if you want to change your life, you have to believe it. Well, is it believing in your conscious mind or is it believing in your subconscious mind? And I believe I've done an episode, I think I've done an episode on um, this, this reality that your that belief is the thing that creates your world. And when it comes to the law of traction, if you really want to supercharge uh, the things that the secret has to share, then start to figure out, find the ways that work for you to uh, directly address your subconscious beliefs, right? And the title of this, this episode is basically Thought Versus Belief, right? Thought, I would say, is conscious thought that, that those thoughts that you are aware of and you are having on purpose, or you're at least witnessing them and watching them go by on purpose. Those are, those are great, and they're powerful, and they're a thing. But underneath all of that is what I would call your beliefs. Um, you could call them thoughts. You could call them uh, thoughts, beliefs. I don't know another word for it. It's just, for me, beliefs and thoughts is a good way to distinguish the difference between the two. And beliefs are the things that are the program and I have, hence the name of this, this project that I do for spiritual coaching is belief IQ, right? So what is your belief intelligence quotient? What is the thing, what are the things that you believe? And here's, you know, if you want to know what it is that you believe, look at your life. Simple as that. If you want to know the things that you truly believe, look at your life because your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs. So consciously, you might have learned from scripture that we were supposed to be prosperous and healthy and all of those things. You might, 
you might have listened to the secret and got all excited about having a bunch of money and being successful and you believed these things consciously. Meanwhile, you're sick and broke all the time, right? Newsflash, what you really believe somewhere in there is a mixture of beliefs that create the fruit of being sick and broke all the time. That's what you really believe. And and I don't say that to condemn you. I don't say that to say, hey, the things in the things in your life that you don't like are your fault, so you're a loser. No, I'm saying the things that in your life that you don't like are your quote unquote fault. Isn't that great news? Because that means the things that are in your life that you don't like, you can change, right? You can actually change those things. You are powerful. You have the ability to change your beliefs, change your vibration, and change your life. So I have these tools that I have to uh, help people change their beliefs. And if you're interested in them, um, you know, Belief IQ is, uh, is the name of it. And there is a website, beliefiq.com. Um, the website is mostly finished, uh, but send me an email on there or send me an email at austin at newagechristianity.org. And for me, I have over the last three to four years, I have learned a few different tricks and essentially life hacks on how to figure out what you really believe. The biggest one is look at your life. You know, if you think you believe in prosperity and you're poor, I'm sorry, you don't believe in prosperity. You think you do, consciously you do, but you don't really believe it. Um, but uh, one of them is, <laughs> one of my favorites is, especially when the thing of beliefs about yourself is uh, pay attention to the things that offend you, right? Uh, Kayleen Hale and I did an episode on offense and the value of offense that, um, and it wasn't a podcast episode, it is on nac.org or org. Um, it was just a, a side thing that we did, and it's up there. But uh, we talked about how when you get offended, it actually means because so, it's something in what was done to you or said to you has the ability to be hooked onto. So imagine if, you're, if, <laughs> if your emotions are this you know this this mannequin that is looks like you and it's got hooks all over it right and if somebody offends you what they've done is they've hooked their emotion to you and you they have pulled on this thing that you believe to be your identity in some way shape or form for instance if i offend if i genuinely got mad at you and i said you are the ugliest dolphin i have ever seen you wouldn't be offended. You would actually probably laugh and you would think that was the weirdest insult. What is wrong with you? Right? Because you're not a dolphin and therefore you're not even an ugly dolphin. How do you be an ugly dolphin when you're not even a dolphin? Right? So there's nothing true to it. You don't believe you're a dolphin. You don't, you're not, you're not a dolphin. And so offensive uh, comments and offensive behaviors, the reason they're offensive is because somewhere in there you believe something that that person has hooked on to. If I said, man, you, you're really fat. And if you're the skinniest person the world has ever seen, calling them fat is, again, not going to be offensive. But if you actually kind of think that maybe you're a little bit overweight, suddenly that's a bit of offense. So checking the things that offend you 
whether it is your spiritual beliefs, your physical appearance, your behaviors, your you know success, how, you know, how your work performance. If there's something that offends you, it's because somewhere in there, there's a measure of truth that you think about yourself. And somebody is hooking on to that. So that is one little hack to like, what do I really believe? I think I'm prosperous, but apparently I'm not because my life doesn't look like it. And I get offended every time somebody calls me a failure. Well, then part of you thinks that you actually are a failure. If you didn't think that, it wouldn't offend you. You would just think they were stupid, right? Uh, Another little hack is looking at the repetitive patterns in your life. So if you want to know what you really believe, other than just looking at your life, look at the repetitive patterns. So whether it's, you know, man, I always date the same kind of guy or, man, I always get, you know, every time I'm about to get a promotion or I think I'm doing really well at work, I get fired. Um, Or, man, every time that I'm really cranking and I'm making good money, everything that I get sick and I get knocked out for like a month with this dang thing. Like those repetitive patterns, whatever they are, they can be little things like what happened, you know, why can't I, why why this happens to me every time I play a video game, or they can be big things about your health or about your relationships. Repetitive patterns are a signpost from God himself saying, here's something you believe and you keep attracting into your life over and over and over. You want to stop? Change your beliefs. Change the program. Change the thing that keeps bringing that scenario in. And then the last one is for me is the, the the mantras that you're unaware of. This one is really helpful if you have somebody else in your life who's kind of growing with you because you can say things like, man, I always fill in the blank, right? Oh, I always do that. Or she always does that. Or um, I never, or, you know, it, it's, it's those mantras or those things that you say a lot. Ask the people who you know and who know you well, Ask him, say, hey, is there any negative things that I say all the time, right? Is there any, is there any kind of self-limiting confession that I keep speaking over myself? Um, and they'll tell you. They'll be the ones to be like, yeah, dude, you're constantly complaining about X, Y, and Z. Oh, okay, that's clearly something I believe. I wasn't aware of it, but if I say it all the time, I must. it must be something that's coming out of my mouth because it's in my heart. Now, Speaking of the mouth and the heart, this is kind of a side note. Um, it's, I find it to be important that your conscious mind is, you know, for lack of a better way to say, and it's not your brain, but let's say it is. Let's say it's your brain that is catching those, you know, doing that that five percent thinking, and we think, well, I'm, I'm, you know, the power of belief and everything like that. I am changing my life by changing my mind. Sure. But the reality is, is that, you know, the subconscious is actually not in your brain. It's actually in your heart. And your heart is, as Jesus says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, right? Your heart is the where is just from a vibrational level, the law of vibration, universal law of vibration. Your heart is, oh man, is it 10 times, maybe 20 times? Let's just say it's 10 times more powerful than your brain as far as the electromagnetic field it creates. So your heart and the and the vibration it has is actually a more powerful creator on a vibrational level 
than your mind could ever dream to be. And then add to the fact that it's where 95% of the program comes from. And you realize just how powerful your beliefs that you hold in your heart and the things that you believe about yourself, the things that you believe about money, the things you believe about God, the things you believe about people, the things you believe about your job and your boss and your dogs. And we all believe that, you know, people are supposed to die and that dogs are, you know, they live, it's what dog years is uh, seven years for one. And so what happened if, what would happen if the whole world was started believing differently? What would happen if dogs started believing differently? And oh, I, I could go on for hours about the reality of what your beliefs can do and how they reside in your heart and how powerful your heart is, is something that I highly recommend you study it and you meditate on it and you hide it in your heart, right? And you understand that your heart is so much more vital than your head, right? There's a there's so many um, hidden gems in the scripture when it comes to the heart and in other ancient traditions and other ancient teachings. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a side note, it's just that it is your heart. And then if physically speaking, by the way, your heart has neurons and I think it was, um, ax- axons, axions. Uh, it has the different components that your brain has for storing memories and, um, firing for thoughts and stuff like that. So does your gut, by the way, you have three brains, the one in your head, the one in your heart, and the one in your gut. That's why the idea of like you get a gut feeling um, typically, and I teach it this way, that you're, the one in your head is related to your spirit. That's the one that can have that has an imagination and can go outside of time, outside of space. It's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. The brain in your, in your head. The brain in your heart is uh, always in the present and it's very much about your soul and emotions and the vibration of emotion and the creative reality of your life. And then the brain in your gut is very much about your body. So spirit, soul, body. The brain in your head is your spirit. Brain in your heart is your soul. Brain in your gut is of your body. And that's why gut feelings are usually, they come from, uh, most, most strongly, they come from a sense of physical danger. Whether it's food poisoning or somebody's out to get you or whatever. The reason you have a gut feeling is because that gut is designed to protect your physical existence, your body. Nonetheless, I digress. Your heart, beliefs, subconscious, the reality of the fact that your life is a perfect reflection of your beliefs is more accurately said, your life is a perfect reflection of your heart. That as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And there is some, (laughs) I love how the secret when they, they're actually talking about the, the time delay. I mentioned earlier the section where um, the guy opens the mail and he's got, you know, there's a trip to Africa or something like that, and there's an elephant, and this elephant magically appears in the room. The, the, there's some elements with the thoughts and the beliefs you have that, um, you know, thoughts equal things, but you don't have to worry about it. This is just some kind of side troubleshooting, if you will, that as you work to create your life, as you work to change your beliefs, don't worry about getting it wrong. One, there's a time delay, right? And that time delay works with the law of cause and effect. And that time delay works 
with the law of growth. So if you begin to believe and truly believe in your heart that you are successful and wealthy to me, that there's a time delay. But that also goes for the negative things. So don't worry about, you know, if you get mad and you wish your boss was dead or whatever, like you're not going to create these things. Now you meditate on your heart long enough. You meditate on like, Oh my gosh, that person just needs to die. That guess, guess what? Those, those, that's how you become a murderer because you actually will pull it off. You will meditate and believe and think on these things in your heart. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as you, the, the, the habits of your heart and the habitual thoughts of your heart are really the person you become. Now you can change those, and we'll talk about that next next week. I believe the the difference between who you've been versus who you will be, but um, that is that's that's a big note, you know, as far as how it works. That there is a time delay, and then the other one is um, that affirmative or positive thoughts, positive beliefs, are more powerful than negative thoughts or negative beliefs. I think Michael Beckwith on the the secret. I think he says it's 10,000 times more power. I don't know where he gets that number. I don't know if it's been studied, and I'm not even sure how they would study that. But I will put it to you this way, that positive vibrations are a higher frequency, and higher frequencies are um, more powerful. Um, by deep, by That's how frequencies work. So even, it, you know, 10,000 times more powerful, I don't know. But I do know, just on a frequency level, there's a reason when you feel down or you feel low, we call it down and low. It's a low frequency. It's a low vibration. And when you feel high and you you know, and you feel happy and you feel up, then it's a high frequency and a high vibration. And on a quantum physics level, level, the higher vibration and the higher frequencies are more powerful. So don't worry about having a low vibration for a while, or maybe you have some thoughts that have put you in a bad pattern, or they've put you in a physical state that you don't want to be in, it's okay. Just begin to shift to that higher frequency and its ability to override the the negative or the low vibration that you've been in is uh, it's super easy. So there, the, the higher frequencies and the positive thoughts are absolutely more powerful. And so um, to kind of end this podcast, I did want to kind of expound a little bit on what Belief IQ is and this this service that, that I've created, actually. So I learned um, a technique called Psyche, which is a belief change modality. It's energy work, um, and it uses muscle testing and some protocols to... Uh, figure out what it is you really believe, and then you create belief statements and you address the, your beliefs and you basically reprogram. It's like opening up the, the folder in your computer with a particular programming and, and changing the program. And uh, Psyche has changed my life and the life of the lives of many people that I know who have taken the class or received uh, sessions with Psyche. Um, there are so it's a wonderful tool and I highly recommend it. Uh, I know quite a few people who have become in, uh, instructors and um, professional facilitators 
And I almost became an instructor, but I found some other tools as well, and I wanted to do a more complete modality. And another tool that I've come across uh, in the last few years is Emotion Code. Now, if you remember that I talked about your beliefs uh, residing in your mind and your emotions residing in your heart. Um, So Emotion Code kind of uh, focuses on the fact that energy and the energy of emotion can actually get trapped in your body. And if you think about, um, if you think about energy like a river, that trapped emotions can actually be a dam or, you know, maybe not a full complete dam, but they can be a major boulder in your river. And the flow, the free flow of, of beliefs and the free flow of new thoughts and life-changing energy gets interrupted by emotions that were trapped. So, you know, you can imagine all the things that we would trap in our, you know, the especially, well, I would say it's all men and women. I was going to say especially men, but it's men and women. You know, negative things that were said to us when we were kids or experiences that, that uh, heck, you can actually trap positive emotions where you can be so excited about something that you don't let yourself show it and it gets trapped in your body. And so Emotion Code deals with trapped emotions is also, again, it's an energy modality, it's energy work. And I have found that a lot of beliefs that people program through something like Psyche can be get blocked or dammed up by emotions that weren't released in order to let those new beliefs flow. Um, and then last but not least is, you know, having good beliefs and having, f- you know, free-flowing emotions and, and having all that cleared up means nothing if you don't actually take steps to change your life. So the law of cause and effect, right, um, the, and the law of growth that... You actually have to do things and you have to perform actions to change your life. And so Belief IQ is actually a three-phase modality and each, uh, each congruency is actually a combination of beliefs, emotions, and actions. And there's a way in which we walk through a process and we begin to make massive changes in your life by addressing the things you believe and the emotions that surround it, and then the actions that you need to take to actually change your life. And um, I've done a pilot training for uh, facilitators. So there are eight facilitators in the world who actually uh, know how to do Belief IQ. Um, and for myself, it has been something that I that has changed. My life has changed all of their lives. I think you would, if you would ask those people who took that training, um, when... <laughs> when their lives started to change pretty pretty drastically, um, I think a lot of them would equate it to Belief IQ and the, and the changes in there. So it's something that I uh, do offer through NAC. Um, for those of you who are interested in kind of 10xing your law of attraction and activating the, the speeding up the pace at which you want to change your life, um, you can email me again. It's austin at newagechristianity.org. Uh, I will soon have the different offerings. Um, I do have, you know, there's kind of package deals and, and, and stuff like that. So those will be up on the website uh, soon. And um, otherwise you can email me and we can talk and schedule those services. But I, for me, this law of attraction stuff and understanding how it works, understanding how to change my life, It is the fulfillment of Jesus when you pray, believe that you have what you ask for and it shall be given to you. I set about years ago to try to understand how that scripture was true. 
Because from what I learned when I was a kid, it was bullshit, right? Well, I pray all the time. I believe this stuff, but it ain't happening. Well, if anything is true, there's a way it is true. And even the stuff that Jesus said. If any of the stuff that Jesus said is true, there's a way in which it is true. And he said that you can have anything that you ask for if you believe it. And so, you want to believe it? You want to understand how it works? You want to change your life? Then continue listening to these episodes. Call me up. We can do some Belief IQ. And uh, let's have some fun and change the world. So, as always, thank you guys for your time. And if you would consider donating, I would highly appreciate it. Um, It is very much uh, more and more things kind of stirring for NAC in 2020. Had some uh, people asking about origins of the universe as a teaching and when it might come with that. I'm not sure, but um, there seems to be uh, more forthcoming. So stay tuned and um, stay in touch. Love you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode.